Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Jennifer with the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. So today it's just going to be me. And um, I thought what I would do is I would talk to you a little bit about um, some recent conversations that I've had with different medical practices, specifically with the physicians themselves about kind of the role of marketing nowadays and how it's changed, really the old versus the new. So yesterday, I um, actually had three client calls, and they were all potential clients that are um, either folks that we've worked with in the past or folks that are looking to do some new marketing for 2018. So, you know, typical right after Thanksgiving, people start really thinking about what they're going to do in the new year when it comes to marketing their medical practice. So we were pulled in a couple of different directions yesterday. So I met with a group of gastro docs and um, brought with me one of our client success managers, Jennifer, with me to the um, to the meeting so she could partake in the conversation and kind of Here's some of the things that, that we were being asked and how I might necessarily respond to those things because Jen's a little bit new with us. So um, essentially, you know, we get to see these gastro docs and, and one of the doctors and I had been texting back and forth um, because that's always a very easy way to reach our physicians. And um, they brought us to this back room. It was the practice manager's office and um, pulled up some chairs. And so there were maybe six of us in the room. And um, First off, thing I noticed was that it was very clear divide between the doctors that still buy into the old philosophy of marketing, and then on the other side of the equation was the doctors that are very particular about um, the newer type of marketing that's out there. So, you know, it's really the, let's say, the online versus the offline. And the one doc that was somewhat into the older version of marketing really was grilling me on um, understanding how we might assist them with building more physician referrals. Because, you know, as a gastro doctor, um, they get a lot of referrals from other physicians. In fact, it's probably where they get the bulk of their patients. And we had a lengthy discussion about, you know, if you're going to do referral marketing um, physician to physician, you can do all the marketing in the world that you think um, that you think is going to make sense. You can send out a coordinator or send out somebody um, that we used to call like a, a donut person that would drop off gifts and, and drop them off your calendar or whatever your latest tchotchke is. And that person would be very lucky if they even got past the gatekeeper in that um, in that referring office and getting past that front door. And Lord knows that he or she would never make it to the physician. And if they did make it to the physician, um, it, it was kind of like that same kind of um, attitude about, you know, well, you're just giving me something or buying us lunch and we may or may not send referrals to you. And oftentimes that the referral doesn't actually come from the doctor themselves, it used to come from a referral coordinator. And so, you know, there's a dichotomy there and an understanding of, you know, how to have that relationship at the front desk or who to hire to do it. And the conversation that, that I was having with this group of gastro docs, um, because they were really driving home and, you know, they want some help doing referral marketing. I said, look, 
we can help you. We can put it together for you. We can make sure that you have, um, you know, or your person has something to go out there in the market about the practice, you know, new collaterals, new promotions, new procedures, things of that nature. But the only way you're going to get more referrals from other physicians is if you, Mr. MD, doctor, if you go out there and you build and nurture those relationships yourself. And um, I think they were a little taken aback because they really thought that I was going to say, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll send somebody out there or work with your coordinator in-house. And the fact is, we don't do that. That is not the way that current marketing is done. Um, Yes, the hospitals still do it. Yes, it makes sense um, in some places, you know, if somebody's marketing an MRI or a a 3D CAT scan or whatever it is, and you don't have those services on site, you know, they'll market you and they'll try to get you. And maybe the drug, um, drug manufacturers used to do it this way, but it's just not as effective. And it's very hard to quantify. It's very hard to understand if, if your efforts on boots on the ground are actually driving more patients. You know, there are opportunities and methods for reaching referrals and reaching other physicians from a referral standpoint. We have many practices that we work with or we do a newsletter that is geared towards the consumer, but it also has a little bit of a physician-to-physician twist and we'll direct mail those newsletters to every referring potential referring physician in town. And then they'll follow it up with maybe a letter from a doctor or we will have somebody set up lunches between the physicians. But your best physician referral marketing is going to be done doctor to doctor. And the more that we can drive this um, tidbit of information home to the physicians, the better. Because those of us that are marketing professionals, it is a spinning of our wheels to have to go out there and knock on those doors to build relationships on behalf of somebody else. If you're trying to build a relationship with another doctor, you got to get doctor to doctor. And so this was, it was an interesting dichotomy in the room because we really had, like I said, this school of thought of like the old way of doing things versus the new way of doing things. And it was one of the newer doctors that kind of teed up the question about this, you know, face-to-face visits and referral visits. And I think he teed it up knowing that the, the, the answer that I was going to give back or that we were going to give back was the one that we gave. And maybe it drove home just a little bit more um, that the other doctors have to get off their duff and go out there and do some marketing themselves. And so that was really interesting. And I, you know, I'm not saying that referral marketing and visits, office visits don't work, just saying that, you know, there's a reason that more and more it's not being done. You know, offices are busier. It's harder to get through the front gate. It doesn't really, it's not something you can really track and quantify if your effort's really worth the effort. So if you only have so much time and money in, in a particular you know, year, you know, where are you going to put your time and effort? So, you know, that was, that was an interesting conversation. And, and along the same lines, the doctor said, you know, the, the old school doc was like, well, do you guys do community events? Do you, will you host events at our practice? You know, lunch and learns, um, consumer type events. Will you, um, place advertising in the local print magazines for us. And the answer to all of those, you know, and probably the answer that your marketing people are going to tell you is, yeah, of course, we'll do that for you. I'm not going to go stand at a community event for you as as a contractor, you know, but I'll I'll set it up so that your person has an event box and they know what they're going out there and marketing and they know what the messaging is. And sure, I'll place ads in a print magazine, but I'm not going to advise you on any of those old school tactics. I'm not going to advise you to spend 20 or 30 hours a week going out there and knocking on doors. I'm not going to advise you to saturate your market and do every single health fair and send somebody out there to every community event. 
I'm certainly not going to advise you unless you have a strong um, digital online strategy to go with events at your practice. I'm not going to advise you to run ads in the paper and bring somebody in just for you know, a free MRI um, reading or a, you know, screening on, on an educational seminar on the latest advances in joint pain manipulation. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to advise you to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in print advertising when we cannot track the validity of the ROI. We can't, even if we put a unique phone number in, we don't know if that print ad is actually hitting, one, hitting the eyeballs that we're being told that it's hitting, two, if it's the kind of eyeballs that we want it to be hitting, or three, if those phone calls that we're getting to that dummy phone number are actually coming from that ad, or you know, are they seeing the ad and then they're getting three more touches online and that's what's generating the phone call. So I'm just not going to advise you to do things that advise our clients to do things that we can't track and that we truly can't quantify. And so that's kind of the old school of marketing, you know, not saying it doesn't work anymore, but definitely if you only have so much time and money and effort to put into it, you know, you got to put your time and money and effort into the places that we know work. So the new school of marketing, some of the things that we talked about, um, you know, Basically, they said, well, what do you guys do? We put you in front of your patients when your patients are looking for you. And we do this in a variety of ways. And this is how, you know, from a marketing department standpoint within your individual practice, be thinking about that. How can our practice be in front of our potential patients at the moment they are looking for us? Whether they're looking for us to make a new appointment, whether they're checking up on our reputation, whether they are just looking for directions to our office to get to our existing appointment, or whether they're looking to leave a review. You know, and there's a handful of ways that we can do this. It all starts first with having a dynamic and a responsive website that allows us to execute a, um, a very thought out and researched content strategy. That content strategy may revolve around custom videos. Um, we love patient testimonials over at our group. Um, patient testimonials, we say, are the gift that always keeps giving because you can video a patient testimonial, turn it into a long form piece of content take excerpts from that long form piece of content, turn that into very dynamic social, take those, take that video. Once you get a handful of them, create like a, like a, um, a promotional video of just patient testimonials. And we hear it over and over again in the exam rooms or talking to other patients that have been pinpointed for targeted for testimonial videos. We hear from them that I made this appointment because I saw so-and-so's video with about their experience with the doctor. And that's why I chose that doctor. So the new school of marketing um, really focuses a lot, at least we do, we focus a lot on kind of the patient experience and the patient outcome and really a dynamic constant content marketing strategy, which starts with a at least current website that allows you to do, um, to execute a content management strategy. And so kind of that's the new school of thought. You want to be at the right place at the right time when your patients are looking for you. A dynamic content strategy helps you in those organic rankings and also feeds some of the other things. So once you've got this great content together, you know, next is you utilize social media because media is very hard to come by these days. So you start building your audience and you, you, you build that audience and you work on creating a relationship with your audience. And then when you've got something to tell them, like this great new piece of content that you've got out there, then you use your social media channels to tell your story. And that is the new school of marketing. And you can target which audiences you want to reach. 
It's very, um, very quick return on your investment. You see exactly if you're hitting the numbers that you want to be hitting. You get to engage with your potential patient or your existing patient or your fan base. And um, social media allows you to expand your footprint. And as we look at the years ahead and kind of the things that are evolving within social media, it's not just, you know, putting things on your page. Now it's participating in other areas across social media channels. It's engaging with other individuals. You know, they leave a or make a comment about your practice on a community Facebook group page. And it's incumbent upon you to now respond to those um, things, bring it offline if, if need be, but be able to offer not advice, but be able to say, someone says, hey, I'm looking for an allergy doctor in my neighborhood. I'm new. You know, if you are paying attention to social media and you're being proactive in your efforts, you'll have somebody within your practice go, hey, I work for XYZ ear, nose, throat doctor, and I can help you schedule an appointment. Boom, you got a new patient. So social media now is, you know, it's really that customer service, customer experience, um, outreach effort. Whereas before, you know, you always took customer service as an inbound. When somebody called you, then you dealt with it. But now you have an opportunity to be proactive in your customer service. And it's really social customer experience. And so this is one of those new schools of thought and new way of doing things that when I'm sitting in this room yesterday with these gastro doctors, the one side of the room had no idea what I was talking about because this is so new. You know, the next side of it, the next kind of equation that you have to have in your newer um, digital marketing strategy is you have to have your hands fully around your reputation. You know, and reputation management starts with those websites that are out there where there's profiles about your physicians. The very first thing you need to be doing is going out there and claiming those profiles, making sure that those, those profiles have your correct address, the correct headshot, your MPI numbers matched up, your um, areas of specialty are correct, that it's your phone number on there, not the, the hospital, the local hospital scheduling line, you know, that it's your actual phone number and that all of your information is correct. And then, you know, reputation management, you take it the next step further, make sure your listings are correct on Google and Yelp and things like that. Then you want to see what people are saying about you. You know, you want to make sure you have an alert system. So if something negative or positive shows up that you are able to react to that. And, um, you know, when you have positives, you want to incorporate it again into your messaging on social media. And, you know, the next step is how do you encourage more positive reviews? I had that question come up yesterday. You know, for me, it's um, a program that we work with where we're able to solicit reviews because we've built kind of a customer service interface on the practices websites. So somebody can go to the practice website to offer feedback and that they can say, I had a positive experience, a neutral experience, or a negative experience. When a patient has a negative experience, it generates them, sends them to a form and we ask them to share their experience. That form then goes to somebody internal in the practice, therefore um, at least providing the patient an opportunity to feel like their voices are heard, hopefully to prevent them from going to one of those sites and leaving a negative review. It allows the, the practice you know, a little more information about why that experience maybe went bad so they can make some changes from an operational standpoint. But at the same time, it allows the practice to reach back out to that patient and try to correct a wrong if need be. And if the patient has a positive experience and they, they go to the feedback page and, and say, you know what, I had a really good experience, the algorithm actually populates on their, on their whatever the devices that they're using the website where that particular doctor needs help from a reputation standpoint. 
So say the doctor has a three-star rating on health grades and we're really making a push for health grades and somebody had come to this feedback page and said, you know what, I had a great experience with Dr. Jones and all of a sudden health grades is going to pop up and it's going to say, would you leave Dr. Jones a positive review? Because they've already said they had a positive experience. And I think more and more having this level of integration is how reputation management is going to evolve. Because I think the number that I read this morning was actually 77% of patients are going online first and checking your doctor's reputation scores and checking online reviews before they're willing to make an appointment. So now more than ever, having your hands fully around reputation management is key and it's critical and it's integrated in your overall marketing strategies. So it was interesting because we're sitting in this room with these gastro docs and we're kind of hearing their pain points and we're kind of explaining the difference between some of the new school and the old school um, styles of marketing and schools of thought. And um, it was rapid fire questions. So we get up and we get ready to leave. And the one doctor who is the the main doc, um, the president um, of the company for this year, they rotate it. He says, I'll show them out. So he walks us down to an office and has us sit down. And he had a whole bunch of copies of Wired Magazine sitting on his desk. And um, Wired Magazine is a publication. (coughs) Excuse me. Wired Magazine is a publication that focuses on some of the new technologies and businesses and just kind of current schools of thought that are going on out there. And um, he said, look, I need to understand from you guys, you know, We've had groups do marketing. We have in-house people doing marketing. You know, I just never know if it's going to matter because so much of our business is coming straight from physicians and it's it's those referrals. And that's why we asked you, you know, how you felt about face-to-face referral marketing. And we had to remind this doc that, you know, yes, you have so much coming from those referring physicians, but again, you're you have to build those relationships. You can't hire somebody to build relationships on your behalf. You have to build those relationships. But with that said, um, today's consumer is in control when it comes to their healthcare decisions more than they've ever been in control before. Literally, they sit with their primary care physician. The primary care physician realizes that they need a gastro doc, says, here's who I think you should go see or call this person. They can probably set you up. And the first thing this patient's going to do when they get out to their car is they're going to pull out their smartphone and they're going to look up this doctor and they're going to do this before they make the appointment. Yes, it's largely driven by who accepts their insurance, but even, even when you're looking at it from an insurance standpoint, there's still choice from a consumer standpoint. And more than ever, consumers are in complete control of who they're going to choose And they're also in complete control to do the research prior to making that choice. And so this doctor says to me, you know, my biggest, my biggest fear and what we've always seen in marketing before is that there's no clear way to measure if what we're doing is working. And that's why the new, new school of thought when it comes to marketing is so heavily weighted on the digital side, because every single thing that you're doing can be, can be measured, can be tracked. And it can be measured and tracked in real time. You don't have to wait weeks or or months to see if something's working or not. You can literally see it by the week. You can check it by the day, by the hour, and you can pivot and make adjustments based on what that end goal is that you're looking to develop. You know, we talked really quickly. The stock says, you know, last year I spent more hours than I want to count building Facebook ads trying to drive business to the practice. 
And we talked about audience development and we talked about just how many different ways that you can build ads and lead magnets that you can put into place and how do you track conversions and what is a, a true conversion and how does it tie to my EMR system. And, um, you know, it was a long drawn out conversation, but really what it boiled down to is this doc says, I want somebody who knows what they're doing because I went down so many rabbit holes and wasted so much time and spent so much money and I'm really just not sure if it worked. There was so much data available that he would just dive into the data because doctors are scientists and they do dive into the data. And the more we talked about it, he says, you know, how are you going to reach my target patients? He says, I don't want these patients that have Crohn's disease. I want to do more colonoscopies. I want to target um, a certain lifestyle because I want those patients that, you know, I'm going to get the Crohn's disease patients from other doctors. They're going to refer those to me anyway. I want the, the patients that are consumer facing that I can bring in here that are really a good cash base for his business or they pay well on the back end. And I knew that's what he was getting at. And the fact is you can use digital marketing and digital advertising in particular. In particular, you can use social to drive based on lifestyle choices. You can choose income within the Facebook advertising model. You can choose your income levels. You can choose zip codes. You can choose lifestyle choices. You know, you can target moms age 35 to 44 living in a particular zip code that have kids who enjoy sports. You can dive into those particulars. You could choose within Facebook, you know, you can target based on employer. So if you know what insurance certain employers are accepting. We had a, an urgent care facility. It's an internal med doc who has an urgent care kind of on the side of his main internal med practice. And he wanted to target a major employer during open enrollment this last year. So we were able to put together an advertising campaign specifically targeted to this very large employer with about 30,000 employees in our particular community and really target hard of trying to reach um, this particular employee within a certain certain bracket for the open enrollment. And he saw his numbers truly increase during open enrollment. And he's seen the dividends pay off now because he put some real thought and strategy into that. We've had clients that utilize, we have a fertility practice that really targets after the LGBTQ community. And we've had some great successes in um, targeting based on lifestyle for this particular practice. And we see hand over fist return on investment every single month because of this very focused advertising that's being done online. And this is what that doctor was getting at. He says, there's so many ways that I could do it, but sometimes you just have to pick a goal and pick you know, who that particular patient is that you're trying to attract and slowly but surely start building the right audiences to attract them on social media. So you know, that's kind of how, how we... That's kind of how we ended it, and then the doctor walked us out of the practice. So, I mean, to sum it up, I mean, it's old school of thought versus new school of thought. And as you're making plans for the new year, you really have to, we all have to be thinking where we're going to put our time and our energy and our dollars. You know, the old school, which still has some advantages, although not necessarily we can necessarily quantify, and it's tough to prove ROI, you know, old school marketing hasn't just completely gone away, especially when it comes to medical practices, but I would say maybe you put 20, 25% of your time into these old school marketing, the face-to-face -face interactions, and um, just making sure that you're engaged in your community and you're engaged in building relationships with other physicians and, and you're not forgetting about, you know, kind of the old school of thought. 
But at the same time, if you only have so much time and money and energy, you know, you should be putting it really into the new school, which brings the science back into marketing. You know, it's a little bit of a mix of, a bo- of both of it. But if you want to truly be able to prove your investment on the dollars that you're spending to bring new patients and to keep patients in the door, it's always, or I'm going to always suggest that it's the digital side. And um, I know that this, this resonated with this group of gastro docs because I had another doctor that we work with um, send me a text message yesterday and told me I owed him a drink because they had already reached out to him to verify that what I was saying was correct and to make sure that, um, that we were an easy group to work with. And so as you're playing your 2018, you know, really please start thinking about, you know, are you going to get away from the old school and get really dive into the new school? And if you're going to dive into the new school, make sure you have a thoughtful plan and that you have all the tools in place so that you can make it an effective and profitable and pleasurable 2018. And with that, I'm Jennifer, and um, thank you so much for joining me on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.